guys. Welcome back to another season of Dream Hustle Live. I've missed you all. It's been four months since the last episode of Dream Hustle Live back in May. So I hope you enjoyed your summer and hope you had an amazing summer because I did. There's so many things in store for you in Dream, the new Dream Hustle Live season. So we're back and better than ever before. And there's a few changes, but it doesn't take away from the content and just amazing guests that we have on, on the show going forward. For those who are new to the show, Dream Hustle Live is a way to get inspired by different experts and different people in their field who talk about wellness, who talk about entrepreneurship and things to make you live your best life. And what I mean by living your best life is not only just following your ambitions and going after what you want, it's about being happy, being centered, being in your life. As you move forward on today's show, we have a special guest for you. But before we get into that, I'm going to take a few seconds to let you know that Dream Hustle Live start, has um, every Tuesday, starts every Tuesday, and we'll have different experts to come on and give you advice and strategies to help you live your best life. For any upcoming shows, you can visit my website at shawnak.com slash events. And another thing I want you to do is take out your pen and paper because we have a special guest in store for you today. So let me ask you this question. Are you obsessed with perfection? Do you constantly let yourself down no matter how well you do? Do you expect too much from those around you? Even though we live in an imperfect world, are you obsessed with making your life absolutely perfect? Well, on today's show, we'll be talking about how to dump perfectionism and marry success in your life and business. And we have a special guest for you on this show today. So my special guest on today's show is Abiola Abrams. She is an award-winning advice columnist transformational speaker, and certified life coach. As the midwife for your inspired life, she helps you tap into your purpose, give birth to your calling. Her specialty is inspiring big vision women with soul care, which is a sacred strategy to look fear in the face, stop playing small, and step into your greatness. Abiola is the author of Sacred Bombshell Handbook of Self-Love and the upcoming Sacred Bombshell Business Bible. She also is an Essence Advice columnist, and she also gives advice on sites like Match.com. And she can be seen spreading her gospel of divine feminine power on TV networks from Discovery Channel, MTV, to BBC. Her online empowerment programs help women to answer their calling by turning self-love into self-launch. She is the founder of Women's, uh, Women's Empowerment Blog, and we, you see her web series at eviolatv.com and the podcast Spiritpreneur School. So ladies and gentlemen, before we bring um, Abiola on, I know that you know some of us have sent questions in to get answered, you know, I, everybody has several questions, but if you have questions as the show goes on, I would love for you to tweet me your questions using hashtag Dream Hustle. Again, if you want to tweet questions live, use hashtag Dream Hustle to get your questions answered by me and Abiola. So ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I would love to bring on Abiola Abrams. Hey, Abiola. Woo! Hey, Shana. That was an amazing welcome. Thank you so much. I am so excited to have you on the show. Like, it's amazing. I have so much in store for us, so much to talk about. It's, it's going to get real juicy and real candid. Yes, let's do it. Let's do it. This is the Dream Hustle universe. We are in Dream Hustle world right now. 
Yes, definitely. So we're talking about perfectionism. You know, I, I can relate to perfectionism. We all can relate to perfectionism. But let me let me just, you know, school people a little bit on what like the term perfectionism, what the definition, according to, you know, the dictionary definition, perfectionism is a refusal to accept any standard short of perfection. So Abiola, can you please tell me how perfectionism has showed up in your career or your life and how it's affecting you? Oh my gosh, Shauna, I relate to this so much that for years and years, like a lot of women who are watching, I use perfectionism as a way to terrorize myself. And we mm. do that because it's it on its surface, it seems like a good thing, right? Like, okay, we like everything perfect and everything perfect hair, perfect nails, perfect job, perfect kids, perfect dog, perfect husband, whatever. But at its root, at its source, because all of us as human beings, we can't be perfect, that it really becomes a way to just terrorize yourself. And so there are ways that, you know, for example, that I'm very open with talking about, I've had body image issues, um, you know, issues with compulsive eating and emotional eating and feeling not perfect enough with the way that I looked in my skin, you know, not wanting to be seen unless I had on, you know, a face full of makeup this thick and, you know, everything was perfect as I thought. But again, there's no really no such thing as perfect. And so the joy, Shauna, as I get older and older, is that I've been releasing the need for being perfect. And what it allowed, what it has allowed me to do, and what I'm hoping for a lot of your viewers, Shauna, what it allowed them to do, is that you can achieve so much more because there are so many people that I coach and work with, and I'm sure you as well, that don't want to make a move. Women who, you know, have what I like to call not ready yet syndrome. Not yes. ready yet, not ready yet. And they're working on their website for five years or their whatever for years and years, you know? And they have failure to launch system. They are scared to just put it out there. And I have, you know, good friends who I love and adore who I realized that I couldn't collaborate on things with because for me, like, I'm like, okay, get our ducks in the row, get out there and see what happens. And they were get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, people. And I'm a let's do this person. And it's a different energy. And so, yeah, perfectionism is the enemy of done. Having yes. it done is better than having it perfect because there's no such thing as perfect and it won't happen. I, I definitely agree with you because perfectionism has showed up in my life in so many different ways. Like, um, for example, there was one point where I, I was just focusing on um, how I looked per se and I was trying to basically be a certain size. And I realized I'm a curvy girl. I'm not going right. to be a size two. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to be a size two. Or I would just get caught up in the getting ready phase. Do I need? Do I need another? Go back to school. Need another certificate? Do I how, preparing? You're just preparing and preparing, and nothing's getting done. Or let me just fiddle around with my website a lot. Um, hopefully, something's going to happen. I fiddle around more. You <laughs> feel like it gives you a sense of feeling like you're doing something. Progress is being made. Yes. So yes. it gives you this false sense like I'm getting things done and things are happening. Well, nothing's really happening. Yes, no. perfectionism is a liar. It really is because like you said, it's a liar. It's a liar. Perfectionism, you're a liar. Because <laughs> it creates this kind of busy energy where you think that you're moving forward because you worked on your website for eight hours or whatever it is, you know, and not to say that you don't want to have things represent you well. Of course mm -hmm. you want to have things represent, represent you well. Of course you want to feel good in your body and feel great about who you see in the mirror. But we're talking about when you terrorize yourself by not allowing yourself to move forward because you're always 
striving for a perfectionism that is not attainable. It's just frankly not real. It's not attainable. You can't get there. You, you spoke the truth right there. So I know that perfectionism is deeply rooted in our past experiences. Like, mm -hmm. And usually it starts at um, our early childhood upbringing and it affects our tendency towards perfectionism. Can you explain how it basically your early childhood upbringing can affect you becoming a perfectionist in a sense? Yes, this is so important, Shauna, because, you know, a lot of the women that I work with, like the women that you work with are what I like to call big vision women, right? Mm -hmm. You know, women who yes. seem to have everything going for them, really smart, really talented, all of those kinds of things. But because we're human, that we have all had those kinds of experiences where, you know, we fell short. And so... For example, one of the things in my past that affected me wanting to be perfect, it can be little things, little tiny things that we don't even think about that then affect us. Um, one of the things, for example, I remember when I was a kid and my dad was selling cards for me, Christmas cards. We had like the Christmas card thing, like some schools sold candy, we sold Christmas cards. My dad took the cards and sold it to his coworkers and stuff like that um, at his office. And I messed up the money and couldn't figure out who bought what and what bought who. I didn't know anything about it. And my father yelled at me. And that for me was an aberration because my parents, my father is not the kind of person that ever yelled at me, ever disciplined me in that kind of way. You know, and so, you know, he said to me, he said, you're very irresponsible. I can't believe you did this. I'm so disappointed in you. And it was crushing for me. And so just even on that front, like I want, I felt like, okay, well, I want, I need to be perfect. My parents are like, you know, place a lot of stress on academia, like a lot of Caribbean parents. So if you yeah. have, a, if you got a 95, they say, <laughs> where's the other five points, <laughs> you know? And so that, those kinds of things are going to create in you an unhealthy perfectionism where you are trying to um, base your value judgments on the outside rather mm -hmm. than the inside. And perfectionism is the enemy that's why i said it's a, it's a liar and an enemy because where your true value judgment comes from is the inside you know that how with so our well-meaning you know my dad meant well our well-meaning parents they did the best that they could with what they knew but they could only do what they knew and so you know on another front Another experience that I had was, you know, I was bullied a lot as a kid because, you know, I was raised in a Caribbean family in a not Caribbean um, neighborhood. So my family was told on a daily basis, go back to your country, a lot of things like that. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to fit in. I wanted to blend in. I didn't want to stand out. You know, I had a funny culture with funny foods and funny accents and all of those things. So mm -hmm. I tried to make myself as bland and as, you know, like, okay, if my hair is perfect, you know, everything is perfect, then, you know, I won't be teased. And so that's a response that a lot of people have to different kinds of ways that they feel like they don't fit in. And so they want to fit in and be perfect later in life. Again, these are ways that we play small. The my work is all about us stopping playing small, how to get the belief out of your own way and answer your calling. And you can't do that if you're busy trying to dot all your T's and you know, cross all your T's and dot all your I's and in a way to suit somebody else, in a way to be judged by somebody else. You want to do it as yourself being your only competition and mm. with your mission in mind. Keep your eyes on your mission, not on your perfectionism. Oh, I like that. Snap, snap. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> what stood out to me when you said, um, what really stood out to me was like when you said um, you're basing your value system, your value 
um, their value is based on, like when, when people are perfectionists, their value is based on how other people perceive them. So yeah. it's like looking outside of yourself, using other people as your litmus test to see how, you know, am I doing good? And what happens is a lot of time when your kids are small, they don't know any better, obviously. They're like, they look to their parents to see, um, am I doing good, dad? Am I doing good, mom? And if, the, you know, the parents has like a critical eye or a critical statement, it can affect um, that person as they get older in a big way. So let me ask you this question. Mm -hmm. It comes to that. How can parents encourage their kids without encouraging perfectionism? Like, how can they encourage them to be, to do good and go after their dreams without, without encouraging perfectionism, in a sense? This is a really, really great question and also a very controversial question because it's mm -hmm. one that I have friends who are parenting coaches and one of the things that people are arguing now, like do you reward everything that your child does and say, yippee, when they haven't accomplished anything? Or do you wait until they've achieved something and then accomplish, you know, reward them for their accomplishments? And I think that it's about finding a balance. I'm not blessed to be a parent yet. So I can't speak from experience only with, you know, being around my little cousins and nieces and nephews and that sort of thing. But it seems to me from what I've observed and, you know, from the studying that I've done, that when you are, you know, even as a parent, Try, and when you're not coming to your kids, it's trying to put yourself up as perfect and being like, okay, if you made a mistake with something you were trying to figure out, mommy made a mistake, daddy made a mistake, we don't have all the answers. It gives your kids permission to know that they don't have to be perfect either. And, you know, it starts with being able to support them for their achievements and accomplishments but also teaching them, yes, you are inherently worthy. You are inherently beautiful. You are inherently talented and you are amazing just for who you are. And so it's finding that balance. Finding that balance I think is really, really important. No, I definitely agree with you. Finding that balance and yeah, I don't have kids yet myself. So it's just like, how do you balance it? You're trying to, you know, you know what? It's, it's also the relationship I have myself. I could I only speak for myself. Is just like, how do I balance pushing myself forward without you know, burning myself out or the critical yeah. voice in your head, the monkey, monkey mind. That monkey stuff. mind, yes. Or as I call it, Shauna, the inner bully. You know, that's what I call it in the Sacred Bombshell Handbook of Self-Love, the inner bully. And so the way that you do it is, you know, just like in school when they would tell us eyes on your own paper, <laughs> you know, instead of because you can drive yourself crazy keeping an eye on everything that's going on in your industry with everybody else, you know. And so a lot of us, social media has been really, really rough on a lot of people's self-esteem because yes. a lot yes. of people are comparing their inner lives and their real lives by people's picture-perfect photoshopped lives, okay? And so when it comes to that, like it's really good to take social media timeouts, to take time away from that. Again, yes. compare yourself to who you were last year, not to who the next person is last year, not to who the next woman is last year or what her achievements are. It's good to know what other people are doing in your space, but your only competition is yourself. And this is what I call, actually in one of my programs, I call this the unique guru proposition. You know that because a lot of the women that I work with, as I said, I, I tend to coach a lot of coaches, healers, um, soul-based entrepreneurs, big vision women. And so, you know, the way that I teach my clients and empower other women to be empowered in themselves and lose that perfectionism is by figuring out what is unique about you. 
So if you, Shauna, went forward and you said, okay, I'm just a coach and I'm going to compete on just being a coach. Well, there are a million coaches, you know, and we were talking about this a little bit before we got on the line. There's the amazing Lucinda Cross, you know, there's me, there's this one, there's that one. So if you competed on that level, then there's different, it's, it's like, okay, well, there's so many different people. However, if you compete at being this incredible siren of balance, who's teaching balance and wellness and empowerment and, you know, with her incredible history of being, you know, a Jamaican American, you know, empowerment guru, nobody can touch you on that lane because Mm -hmm. that lane is solely yours. And so, you know, that is where you want to be. You want to figure out what it is that you uniquely offer in the world, not in terms of you being just a general superstar of whatever you're doing, you not in terms of being, you know, master of trying to be a master of all things, Matt, you know, what is it? Um, I forget master, the same, but, What's it called? Um, yeah, I forgot the same well, term. You know what? Well, I'll go with our Caribbean version since it's me and you. Not trying to be the chief cook and bottle washer, but trying yes. to be in your own lane, doing your own thing. It's <laughs> wow. starting with what you bring. So I know, again, you know, for example, if I'm looking at, okay, if I think that if I, if I fool myself, and get caught up in the lie of perfectionism and then the, and then the lie of exterior imagery and say who am i competing against and i look at like all the amazing women who are doing what they're doing and think that that's what's going on no then i'm going to feel lost then i'm going to feel insecure but if i think okay who is who can be a better you know guyanese american midwife of your inspired life you know author advice columnist transformational speaker you know who empowers spiritpreneurs and incredible women nobody because that's Mm -hmm. my lane and so that's where you want to go rather than diving into perfectionism and how can i get this more right how can i get more degrees how can i you know we all know those people you know I need, well, I just need one more certification. Well, I just need, just if I just had that one more certification, hey, we do it. We do it. We do well, it. I know, no, I know that. I know. <laughs> one more certification is not going to do it if you don't have the self worth to back it up. You can have, you know, a PhD, an MD, you know, um, your JD, and everything else. But if, and, and trust me, because I know women who do, multi-degreed women, but who then, then you go to work and you feel like an imposter. Mm. One of the biggest challenges facing big vision women is imposter syndrome, where you feel deep down inside, like, okay, something is wrong, you know, with me, the other people just don't know it. And so I can't let them get that close because if they knew who I really was, then, you know, they would know that I'm an imposter. And so then you end up with amazing women with amazing degrees and certifications and everything like that, but who are unable to feel their own worth, their own sense of balance, their own sense of joy and happiness in the world that we have a right to as much as anybody because they feel like, okay, I don't, I am not worthy. I'm an imposter somewhere deep down inside. I am not good enough. That's where Mm -hmm. it comes from, that fear of I am not enough. And so everybody who's listening, wherever you are in your seat, I want you to repeat to yourself the affirmation, I am enough, and just claim that. That is the foundation. I am enough. I am enough. Yes. Enoughness. Get you some. (laughs) (laughs) No, yes, I am enough. And I think um, not being enough is a fundamental, fundamental universal theme that affects everybody. Not enough. There's a scarcity, this lack of, whether you you know watch the news, um, 
whether you like I say you turn on like Instagram or any other social media, it's this not enoughness that if yes. so and so has this, I'm not gonna have it. If she's she's winning, I'm winning. Somebody has to be winning and somebody has to be losing. So there's a scarcity behind it. So I wanted to talk about the components and the fears behind um, perfectionism. Like you said, one of them is not not you know not being good enough. What are the other fear components that go um along with it as well? I just want to just piggyback first, Shauna, on something that you just said, scarcity mindset. That is so important. Like over the next year, I have made it a part of my personal mission to be talking more and more about abundance. And we think of abundance as just financial prosperity, but abundance is more than that. Abundance is us as you know, women who are who empower you know other women being able to come together to have this conversation, realizing that you know there's enough to go around, that we're stronger together, you know, and that and you can only come to that when you move past a scarcity mindset, a mindset of there's not enough success to go around, you know. So I have to stab this person in the back and step over this person, you know, or be overly perfect in order to succeed because there's not enough, you know? And there is enough, there's more than enough. If there's not enough in what you're going for, then you just need to maybe need to make a little adjustment or a little switch. But the same thing that made the trees made you. The same force mm -hmm. that created the ocean created you. And so we only need to look at mother nature. We only need to look to see, you know, how much abundance there is in the world. And so it's us who need to shift our mindset. Um, and so perfectionism is coming to coming to things with a puny, you know, like trying to fill yourself up at the ocean with a thimble, a little stone <laughs> thimble, rather than, you know, big bucket or whatever it is and opening your arms to everything that is your birthright. I totally agree. Amen. Oh, gosh, you, you're laying it down, Abiel. You're laying it down. <laughs> Definitely. It's, your, it's your birthright. It's here, but you have to, you know, step up to the plate to, you know, take it and everything like that. Claim it. So, yes. Believe it and then believe it in yourself as well. Another thing I think what happens is with perfectionism is that you're, crit you're scared of criticism. You're scared of, you know, people, people basically judging you. Another thing is judgment that comes up. So it's like, if I'm perfect, no one will judge me. If I'm perfect, um, I won't be critiqued. Mm. And at the end of the day, you're, you're, it's, it's called people pleasing. You're trying to people please, and you can never people please. It's never going to happen, right? Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. I write about this so much that this is something also that I dealt with like a lot of women, you know, people pleaser, wanting other people to be happy, thinking that if you can get things perfect enough, you know, that everything will be okay. People pleasing robs you of joy and intimacy because you can't ever be real with people. You can't ever be straight up and be like, you know what, that makes me un unhappy. And people pleasing puts you out of touch with what your own feelings are. That there was a time where I felt so in the zone of wanting to please other people and what their opinion mattered, that their opinion of me and what I was doing mattered more than my opinion, that it was hard for me to have real honest relationships just real talk like it was just difficult because i so much wanted to be you know who they wanted me to be and so that's confusing because you know your parents want you to be someone different than your man wants you to be then your friends want you to be somebody different you know than your you know the people your clients or your employer and so you can't be all things to all people 
It's about mm -hmm. getting to know who you are, evolving the goddess that you are. And you know, those who are ready to take the ride with you, they get to be in your big, bright, shiny life. The others, it's okay. They can move on. No, I definitely um so so yeah, definitely people pleasing is one of those big things. Um and then another thing I would say is like a lot of times people don't have the self-awareness to know when they are people pleasing. They don't have the self-awareness to know when they are um being a perfectionist. So what would you say are like some of the signs that you are a perfectionist and you need to kind of pull back and have some self-awareness about it and know what you're doing like what are the signs of perfectionism this is these are great questions that let's start first with perfectionism so some of the signs you might be a perfectionist and <laughs> <laughs> if you feel like you cannot be presentable be in front of other people without every hair being in place, every, you know, makeup, everything done. And again, makeup is fun. I love makeup. Doing my hair is fun. I love doing my hair. What? A mean twist out? I love it. But <laughs> if you are unable to be, you feel like I can't be in front of other people unless everything is in place, then you're probably a perfectionist. You're probably a people pleaser if you don't even know what you really think. If whatever you think tends to be what other people think, you know, if you know, you feel uncomfortable having conversations where you disagree, if you feel uncomfortable to say, you know what, I don't think so, you know, because people pleasers, we fear deep down, we fear rejection. We fear, mm -hmm. you know, that we'll express our opinions and that our opinions won't be good enough for the people around us. And so learning how to voice your opinions and feel comfortable to disagree and still be able to have a relationship with the person. It's a real muscle that the people pleaser has to learn. You know, that you can, if you, you might be a people pleaser if you feel like a doormat in a lot of situations. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people pleasing that a lot of people on the surface may get it twisted and think that it only looks like people who are a doormat. No, I'm talking about incredible, successful, beautiful, talented, brilliant women that, mm -hmm. you know, there you may have a you might be a people pleaser if when you know the people around you who you care about who you love the most express their opinions and you disagree with them and you feel afraid to say something if you're here's a lie that we tell ourselves yes. as people pleasers i don't want to hurt their feelings i can mm -hmm. handle it but they they can't so i yes. i don't want to hurt their feelings so i'm going to keep it you know i can i can handle it so I, if, if I have something harsh to say, I don't want to hurt their feelings. No, you don't want to confront something that will make you ultimately uncomfortable as a people pleaser. And so, you know, there are all kinds of ways that we have challenges with that. And we're really good at, at spinning stories to ourselves. <laughs> but you can only lie to yourself but so long. And you deserve, the thing is that we all deserve to be our real selves. We deserve to be authentic. We deserve to feel our joy. And so you can only again get so close to people um when you're not being authentically who you are because they they you know they won't be able to really access who you were who you are they won't know who you are you know i've been in whole relationships with people when i look back and i'm like looking back i'm like he wasn't in a relationship with me he was in a relationship with my representative I <laughs> No, that's true. No, 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 definitely. I, I speak from experience where I, I, I'm, I'm a recovering people pleaser. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, I, I, you know, would bite my tongue and, you know, trying to be nice, be a nice girl, all the nice, niceness. 
And you know, my friend told me one time, she's like, Shana, you're too nice. And I really believe, yeah, I'm like, hold on a second, what does she meant by that? And I kind of like reflect and I was like, yeah, I'm too nice. You know, I don't speak my truth and, and you know, keep right. it authentic, you know, cause I'm scared to like hurt other people's feelings. Those, yeah. that's the old me, don't get it twisted. <laughs> yes. That's the old me, but I definitely believe that, um, yeah, in the past, I I would definitely, you know, try to be nice and say things, you know. But now I'm just, I, I tell it to you like it is. I'm not afraid to hold back at this point in the game. Yes. <laughs> but let me that ask serves you. more who you are, you know, than the people around you. They get to know Shauna and they yes. get to have you and all your brilliance and all your wisdom rather than, you know, pretend Shauna. <laughs> and you know what's so funny, Abiola? Let it would have been five years ago. I would never be able to do this thing live. You know what I mean? Because yeah. the perfectionist in me would have been like, oh, I have to get right. I have to get all the pieces right. What if I mess up? This is live. I'm not, yes. I'm not editing anything. So it is what it is at this point. It is what it is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Shauna, it's so beautiful that you admitted that because you know how many women are watching that would love to have you know their own show, their own podcast, whatever. But again, it's not perfect yet. So they can't do it yet. It's not perfect. Like I have so many, you know, beautiful, talented friends that I know, like I can look at them and because of what we, you and I do, I can look at people and I see the, the vision of like all that they can be. But what is holding them back is the idea of getting all the ducks in the row, getting everything perfect, getting everything, you know, and you cannot torture yourself like that. Well, you can, but then you won't move forward and get to be who you really came to be. I, I totally agree. So let me ask you this now. So how does perfectionism show up with the relationship you have with yourself? So we're going to talk about like the different areas and how it shows up. So how does it affect the relationship you have with yourself, basically? This is huge because, you know, for us as women, one of the ways that it shows up is in terms of what we were talking about earlier, body image. So, mm -hmm. you know, the ways that we criticize each other, rather criticize ourselves rather, rather than, you know, just being able to be like, okay, you know, I love my body because my heart is beating. Like, feel that, like how magical that is. I love my body, you know, because of what it can do. I got up this morning and I went outside and I worked out and I, I walked part of the way. I I ran part of the way, you know, because I'm working myself up back to jogging. I love my body for being able to do that. Rather than that, we look at our bodies and we say, oh, my stomach sticks out more than it should. I don't have a six pack like, you know, Beyonce or whoever. I don't have my arms don't look like Michelle Obama or whatever it is. And we torture ourselves. And that is just straight up torture that the worst enemy that you will ever have is within that we say things to ourselves that you wouldn't say to, you know, your worst enemy. You just wouldn't. And so your relationship with yourself is the only one you're going to have from the beginning of your life to the end of your life. <laughs> you know, and so this is the relationship you need to nurture and work on. Everyone else will come and go, some sooner, some longer, some shorter, but everybody else basically, you know, you are the only one from the beginning to the end that is going to be taking that ride with you. And so you have to learn how to, you know, for us as women, and this is an ongoing and evolving journey for me, you know, and I'm blessed that, you know, that I feel like this is a part of what my calling is, is being able to teach us as I learn how to love myself, being able to teach us self-worth. Because we all grew up, Shauna, with people telling us, oh, just love yourself. But we don't know how to, we didn't know how to do it. Because, yes. you know, our amazing parents, as beautiful and wonderful as they might be, they could only teach us what they knew. And so if they didn't know how to love themselves, how are they going to teach you? 
You know what I mean? My parents didn't teach me how to speak um, Swahili, not because they didn't love me, but they don't know. <laughs> so, you know, you can only give people what you have. They didn't give me the keys to their Porsche because they didn't have one. They love me, but they didn't have it. So they couldn't give it to me. The same with certain parts of self-worth and self-love. So rather than seeing your life through what I call victim colored glasses, Learn to see yourself as the, the star of your life, the hero of your life, and learn how to, you know, it's about us with that perfectionism, learning how to look at ourselves and realizing that you're perfect because you opened your eyes. You're perfect because you woke up. You're perfect because you have a body, because you have breath, because you have another day to do what it is that you came to do. And so that's the kind of perfectionism where you can revel in the beauty and the power of who you are that we should enjoy rather than the perfectionism of, I want to look like the people in the magazines and they don't look like the people in the magazines. Or I want my life to look like such and such on Facebook when you're looking at a happy picture of you know them and God forbid, but them and their man or whoever are probably in the background fighting, you know, about to get a divorce. You don't know. That's the thing. We don't know. You don't know what is going on with anybody. The only person on this earth that you can vouch for is you. And so if you have your eyes on what everybody else is doing, what everybody else is trying to do that you're going to miss the joy of who you are and you're the only person that you are in charge of ultimately your children will grow and outgrow you that's the natural way of life your parents you know will also move on in different ways that's a part of the natural process of life um, again you are in charge of you and that's the way that it was designed to be well, I definitely agree with you I know you said um, something about men. Just speaking of men, by the way, <laughs> I was saying um, relationships. We're talking about how does perfectionism show up in relationships or with your partner um, in that sense? Like how are you, you know, projecting your perfectionism? How does one project their perfectionism on their partner base? Yes, girl, this is big. You know, like it's I said, big, I'm this is the juicy. This is the juicy. This is like its own like thing. Like stop it here. Go get something to eat, come back, because now this is part two of the seminar. <laughs> this is huge. Like, you know, one of the things that I found really interesting, Shauna, that I used to do an advice column for girl.com, G-U-R-L.com, which is the biggest site for teen girls. And then I give advice on, I'm in essence, advice columnist and for match.com and other places. Now, what I when I started to realize, whoa, okay, the key really is about self-worth, was that the teen girls and the grown women were all asking the same questions. Mm -hmm. Does he like me? Why doesn't he like me? Why won't he call me back? Um, you know, what does he think of me? What should I do about this? Why can't I leave? That's the biggest question. Why can't I leave? I, I'm, I know it's not right. I know he doesn't treat me the way that I want to. Why can't I leave? And seeing that as a recurring theme. Um, and so one of the ways that perfectionism in our, shows up in our relationships is with us not being able to be real with the person that we're with, with us, you know, putting on a veil of perfection. So many women, you know, and I have done it. I have been there. Like, basically, I will be who you want me to be, you know? <laughs> So it's like you tell me who you need, and I will be that person. A male or a writer. Yes, it's ridiculous because it's like, what? You, now you miss out on all this aviola miss because I'm trying to be, you know, something or somebody else. If you're interested in something or somebody else, you can go be with that because this is me, you know? And so that's one of the ways that people pleasing and perfectionism shows up in relationships another one is a lot of us perfect ourselves out of 
being in a relationship, you know, and one of the things that I like to teach is that there's nothing wrong with being single if you want to be single. I'm speaking for women who want to be in a relationship, um, who have, you know, a list of, you know, well, he's got to go to one of, he's got to go to one of three schools. He's got to be three. He's got to live on this block and drive that car and wear this kind of pants and this kind of suit and be from here and blah, blah. Okay. Well, you just named six men in the country. All right. <laughs> you named six men. Two of them are 14. So let's take them away. You know, one of them is gay. So let's take him away. You know, the other two are married. So now there's one possible match on this planet that you've boxed yourself into. You know, yeah. it just, it's, it's ridiculous. And so rather than that, focus on, again, interior traits. You know, I want somebody who's kind, who's caring, you know, who's thoughtful, who's ambitious, who's whatever, who's generous, you know, who's loving, who would adore me, who thinks that, you know, I'm an amazing woman, those kinds of things. Focus on those kinds of things and realize that they, there won't be a perfect man because you're not the perfect woman and that's okay. Mm -hmm. And rather than, okay, I want somebody with all of these traits, are you all of those traits? Are you looking at the thing and going, yeah, my man, it, my man must be wealthy. My man must be this, that, and the other. And you are none of those things. You know, mm -hmm. if you want, if you want a Barack, you have to be a Michelle. So see how you measure up what you're looking for rather than, you know, the other person. So perfectionism in relationships, it can go two ways with, you know, us putting it on ourselves and us putting it on our partner. I, I also think another way it shows up in relationships is, Women who get with men and they are um, trying to work on them as a project. Like, oh, I was the queen man. of the projects. Yes, I was it's the queen of projects. Yes, it's like okay, well, you know, and this is this like most of us who are coaches, we've been coaching for long before you had your certification. My dates were like coaching sessions. It's like all right, well, he's you know, he's got these things wrong with him. I can fix this. I can work with this. I can, you know, put it together like he's a Lego set. No. Because <laughs> it's not fair to the other person and it's not fair to you either. And so if you feel like you are a coach to your man, you need to get rid of the man, go get your certification and get your life. Yeah. Get your life. Okay, like get paid for it at least. Get paid yes, for get it. paid for it. Exactly. <laughs> don't be the emotional dumping. Don't be the emotional dumping girl. Don't try to fix any. Listen, I've been there before. I could tell you it is an uphill battle that it's, it's, it's never going to happen. He is who he is and he's not going to change. So like, time to go see a therapist and pay for that. Yes. Yeah. You know, the only man you can change is one wearing diapers and that's it. <laughs> I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. <laughs> so let me ask you this question. Okay. So let's talk about how a, um, perfectionism shows up in your career or business. Oh, I know about this. <laughs> yes. Um, so let's talk about how that shows up. Yeah, this is big, you know, because, you know, I'm a business owner, as are you, that, you know, I have a coaching and empowerment company um, that empowers women to stop playing small, step into their greatness. And so one of the ways that perfectionism shows up is just like we work with our clients on failure to launch. Everything's got to be perfect. So it's like, okay, I want to put this program out there, but, you know, it, it doesn't, I've got to have the right graphics. Well, you know, or the right pictures or the right sales page or right whatever, you know. And meanwhile, you're cheating your clients, you know, if you believe that you really are in service with whatever you do, whether you're a street sweeper, clothing designer, whatever. I feel like we're all in service to some degree. You're cheating the people that you came to serve if you are, you know, feeling like you're waiting for things to be perfect to put it out there. 
you know because if you're real with yourself as a business owner what is going to really perfect what you put out put out there is it working with your clients so let's take a designer like i mentioned earlier if you're a clothing designer and you're scared to put your designs out and scared to start and trying to wait for everything to be perfect it's not going to be perfect until you start to work with your clients and they say you know what i like a pencil skirt or i like something that you know i'm curvier or i have a smaller waist or i have whatever you're not going to know that until you start to work with people the same thing yeah. for you know us as coaches the same thing for you know people who are architects until you have interaction with the people you came to serve they're the ones who are going to make your business better and so you being afraid to step out there afraid to put it out there you're cheating other people you're cheating mm. us of your magic like can we imagine if shauna was too scared to put this show out here you know she'll be cheating us of having this conversation and so i don't want to be cheated if you're watching this i don't want to be cheated of your gifts so you've got to get it together and get your voice out there because i want what you have if you came to give it to me <laughs> no i absolutely agree with you another thing yeah i've seen it before where um i know women i've been in this industry and i know women who have a special gift but they're caught up on let me figure out my target market. Let me go in circles about my target market. Let me go in circles about my website. Let me go in circles about my branding and my messaging. And all this intellectualizing of um, what it might be in their brand and things like that. Getting caught up on the nitty gritty details, which can be kind of ironed out as they go along, but they're trying to perfect it so much. Cause it's like, oh my God, they have this idea of putting on my brand and my brand image and I have to keep consistent and want to make it perfect, picture perfect. And I don't, I want to look a certain way in people's eyes because that's what your brand is and yes. your brand, your brand. <laughs> yes, yes. And you've got to just jump in. You know, it's like swimming. If you read, I could sit here reading books about learning how to swim until the cows come home, but I'm not going to learn how to swim from reading a book. You have to jump in the water and see what happens when you start to sink. That's how you learn how to swim. You know, you're not gonna learn like how to run your business from just, you know, pontificating. So while all of that has extreme value, I teach that in my Become the Guru Bootcamp and my upcoming Spiritpreneur Academy, yes, yes. you know, mm -hmm. it has extreme value. But again, you're not gonna know it until you actually work with and, into, and work with clients. And so don't wait until you have that to begin. You can begin mm -hmm. without any of that and refine it. Like you said, last year, your business was about something else. And then as you started to do what you do, you realized, oh, balance is what I came to teach. Balance mm -hmm. is what my coaching practice is about. And that's mm -hmm. how you do it. You get out there, get in the water and, you know, get that monkey of perfectionism off your back, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. jump in and learn as you go, learn how to, you know, build the plane as you fly it. You know, what is the, you can ask yourself, perfectionists often say, what's the worst that can happen? Well, what is the best that can happen? <laughs> you know, what if it does work? And so those thoughts. No, I totally agree with you. What if it does work? Um, it's like a lot of time perfectionists think of the worst case scenario. It's like, oh my gosh, I have to get you. Like the worst case scenario, like the most horrendous thing that could happen. And it self-sabotages as well. So yeah. I wanted to talk about how it shows up in, you know, women in their professional careers. Because I know that um, what happens when you're on a perfectionism wheel you're doing things over and over again. You're burning yourself out to try to get it right. You're burning yourself out, working long hours. You know, this is where the balance comes in. Let's talk about balance. Yes. <laughs> um, it's like burning yourself out to perfect it. You're staying long hours. You may have, you know, family at home or husband or boyfriend or whatever, and you're just burning yourself out and you're stressed out and you don't know why, but it's really and truly because you're doing things over and over again unnecessarily and sabotaging yourself. 
Yes, the self-sabotage is huge. And as everybody who is watching this, I'm sure knows, self-sabotage is a very real thing. It affects people at every single level that ultimately the only thing that is standing in any of our way is ourselves. And so, you know, a lot of people are chasing dreams that aren't even theirs. And so let's talk about perfectionism on just on that yes. level. You know, yes, yes, I yes. have I have friends who, again, people I love dearly, who went and got a law degree and have no interest in law, but they wanted to be something else. But their family, they can then say to their their family, here's this degree, you know, and so then they can they can try to fit into somebody else's vision of who they should be, you know, mm -hmm. and so these are all ways that we terrorize our, ourselves. And so then of course you're gonna sabotage yourself because you're not even following your own dreams. But then when uh, when we're following our own goals and our own vision, you know, then you can begin to step into who you are. And then there's another kind of self-sabotage that we deal with where it's like, you know, we are afraid of all of the, the magnitude of, of success and joy that we could have, that I run into as many people that have fear of failure as have fear of success, mm. you know, and I personally have had both. And it's like, okay, because when you know that when you reach whatever level, you know, and you blow up to whatever, in whatever that you're doing, let's go back to our fashion designer friend that we made up, you know, yeah. she blows up and now she's designing for, you know, um, Beyonce, you know, or Oprah or whoever. And so then that is scary to her because, uh oh, now I've got to, am I up to that? You know, a lot of us, you know, futurize and terrorize ourselves. And so mm -hmm. then we sabotage ourselves from even getting where we're supposed to be because we're afraid I'm not going to be up to the challenge. Again, I'm not going to be enough. And so it all comes back to, am I enough? you know, a sense of self-worth, of worthiness. And so until you have that self-worth and until that's your default setting, because we all know how to put on a little bit of self-worth and tiptoe into it, until you get all in it and bathe in it and really feel it, then it's not your default setting. And so that's where we all want to get to. Mm. So speaking of bathing in self-worth and how do how do we get to that self-worth? You know, say for instance, we have a perfectionist, the perfectionist fashion style, the fashion designer you mentioned, <laughs> our girl there. How do we get from point A to point B? How do we bathe ourselves in self-love, self-worth to where the point where we're not doing all these, you know, these self-sabotaging things? It's a number of different things that we have to do, Shauna. You asked a very profound question at the beginning when you said, well, how did we get those issues to begin with? And we talked about childhood. That a part of it is having to go back and unlearn some of the beliefs that we have. You know, that a belief, I say, don't believe every, you know, don't believe everything that you think. <laughs> Just because you think it doesn't mean that you believe it. And so having to unlearn a lot of that baggage, having, having to unlearn a lot of the belief systems, BS, <laughs> your own personal BS that you have, you know, that you inherited from your parents and your loved ones, that is a big part of it. That learning how to get rid of those foundational beliefs that we then built our lives on top of when they may have been flawed from the bottom. And then, uh, and then there are a number of different things that we could do from don't spend time with people who reflect to you that you're unworthy. You know, that I had somebody yesterday was telling me that her friends were betraying her, her man was betraying her, everybody in her life was betraying her. I told her, I said, I want you to examine how you're betraying yourself because a lot of times the people in our lives are only a mirror who are reflecting back at us what we really secretly 
believe about ourselves. And so not only did you teach these people how to treat you, but you also attracted into your life the kind of people that would reject you to prove to you your own secret fear that you are unworthy. And so, you know, one of the things is, you know, you want to check who you surround yourself with and you want to, another big part of it is self-care, you know, that self-care is big. How do you treat you? You know, do you, again, do you love upon yourself? Do you meditate? You know, do you have a sacred practice that works for you? Do you eat well? Do you work out? All of these kinds of things are mind, body, spirit, self-care. The same ways that I will treat my children like loving, incredible human beings, that's how I should be treating me. And if I can't do that for myself, I don't care how much I try, I'm not going to pass down to my children that they are worthy. And so this is really important for us as women. You yes. know, really important for us as women. You know, I was I was teasing my mom the other day because you know we have in my family, um, vitilago runs in runs in our family with the um we get like reverse white spots, almost like white white freckles, and mm -hmm. um, my mom didn't kill me for talking about this, but I love you, mommy. But <laughs> you know, so my mom has her has them on her legs. But people tend to get them as they get older. My sister and I we have them just in little places where they're coming in now. So my mom was talking about like, oh my god, it's how ugly she felt like it looked. I said, mommy, you know if you calling yourself ugly, your legs ugly, you're calling me ugly because I have the same thing. And you're saying you think I'm ugly? And she was thinking about it. And I think it's something really important for us as women to think about. Get your self-worth together before you even have children. Because if you secretly think that you are broken and inherently unworthy, you are going to pass that on to your children. You're going to pass that on to your children. And so make sure that you are treating yourself like someone that you are, that is worthy. Also invest in yourself, you know, whether it's, you know, time, resources, whatever it is, invest in your betterment. You know, I love the housewives as much as anybody else, but sitting here and watching the real housewives is not going to advance me and evolve me into who I'm really supposed to be. And so, you know, you get out what you put in. So put in, you know, empowering things like this conversation, read empowering books and, you know, seminars and, you know, that kind of thing. Feed yourself with wisdom. Feed yourself with worth, with worthiness, because then that's what you're going to get out. You get out what you put in. So those are all some of the ways. Um, I would also encourage people to do some kind of a healing practice. One of the ones that I teach and promote is called um, EFT, Emotional mm -hmm. Freedom Technique, which is you know basic like tapping. Um, it's it's like acupuncture without needles, acupressure. It's built on um, that meditation. Um, there are all kinds of sacred practices that you can do. But what these help us to do is really be able to get centered and be able to come back to the present moment where it doesn't matter how many friends somebody else has on Facebook, or it doesn't <laughs> matter however, whatever, you know, that your ex, you know, just posted whatever, or it doesn't matter. And coming back to a place where the, the point of power is all here, is all here. Mm. Now you said some powerful things. I, I you said some really powerful things. And I think that um, for a person who's not there, it takes a while to get there. I mean, you know what I mean? If they're like zero to get a 60 and the self-love realm, it's hard to get there. But I know that time and maybe having some support and mentorship also helps. 
Yes, that's big. That's big. Get yourself a coach, you know, like with Jonna or me or whoever that, you know, it's important that we get support. This is something that traditionally in communities of culture of color, we haven't done. And it's really, really important. Get yourself some mentorship and some support. If you have deep seated issues and you need a therapist, please, for all of us, go get some therapy. There's no shame in it. There's only shame in keeping yourself, you know, sick and ill if you need to be tended to. So tend to yourself, take care of yourself. And baby steps, as you said, that, you know, it's not like, you know, overnight you're gonna leap from I am unworthy into I am worthy. It's baby steps, you know? So it starts with looking in the mirror every day and being like, oh, okay, you know, I like my nose or I like my cheeks or I like my eyes or whatever. And realizing, you know, little by little that you are worthy inside and out. Mm, okay. <laughs> no, no, that's that's powerful. You said a lot of powerful things. So as we wrap up, what are three key pieces of of advice would you give somebody, you know, dealing with perfectionism or overcoming it? Okay, so the three pieces of advice that I would give are number one, don't stay stuck. Don't mm. stay and get out of failure to launch mode where you're getting ready. If you're getting, if you've been getting ready, getting ready, getting ready, <laughs> stop getting ready and do it. Step into it, make it happen. Put yourself out there. It's physics. Nothing happens until something moves. And so figure something out and do it. I would say number two, if you're dealing with perfectionism, you know, when it comes to people pleasing, start to little by little speak your own opinion and your own voice. No, it won't be perfect. And yeah, you probably will sometimes make a fool of yourself. That's the beauty of life that we all do. Number three, I would say realize that everybody, part of perfectionism is thinking everybody, you know, people are going to talk about you or whatever it is. People are worried about themselves. So True. rather than being focused on people talking about you, you talk about yourself to yourself. Tell yourself how amazing and how beautiful and talented and worthy you are rather than focusing on what other people have to say about you. Yeah, I hope you guys took notes. I hope you guys took notes. <laughs> that was really powerful what Abiola said. Gabriela, I know you have wonderful projects going on. You can tell us, can you tell us a little bit more about what you have going on, what you have coming up? Yes, 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 yes. First, I want to say this was an incredible conversation, Shauna. Thank you so much for, you know, sharing your beautiful crowd and your, the Shaunaverse. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Shaunaverse with me. I really appreciate it. Um, that some of the things that I have coming up, I'm so excited. Um, sacredbombshell.com, my site um, is doing a relaunch right now. My sites are sacredbombshell.com and abiolatv.com, where the TV stands for transformation and victory. But I'm doing a whole relaunch in um, building out a lot of the empowerment courses that I do for women and the talks and all of that is all going to be accessible online as an empowerment platform. So that's going to be really exciting. Some of the courses that I have that are launching very soon is I have a how to create your own signature course that's coming in October I am going to be speaking in a number of different places if you are listening to this live and you're gonna be in Atlanta this weekend at activate I will be there um, I'm speaking at Chicago ideas week in October I'm go I'm gonna be uh, doing a book signing at Howard homecoming on that Saturday right after the game at Howard University bookstore a whole bunch of fun stuff is coming up and you can find me throughout social media at Abiola TV and I have a free gift actually uh, for your crowd Shauna because yes. I have, yeah, I have really cool um, books and affirmation projects. Yes. 
yes, affirmation cards um, and two meditation albums and things that you can buy to further your empowerment. But I also, if you go to ownyourbombshell.com, I have a free self-worth kit. So you may choose to, as I said, you want to buy um, my meditation cards, my meditation album or affirmation cards, but I have something for you completely free. Ownyourbombshell.com, free self-worth kit. When you hear that, everyone, ownyourbombshell.com for your self-worth kick. It's really important. Self-worth is, you know, important thing as you move forward in your life, perfectionism and overcoming it and conquering that is really important. Well, thank you so much, Abiola. You have been such a special guest. I hope everyone took notes because, I mean, you said a lot. You covered a lot today. We <laughs> so everybody you, took Anna. notes and really, you know, Abiola has a lot of things to say, and you can learn a lot from her. And just visit her site. Make sure you visit abiolatv.com. So as we wrap up, I want to thank everybody for you know tuning into the show and how to dump perfectionism and marry your success in your life and business. So make sure you stay tuned to Dream Hustle Live. We have this Dream Hustle Live every second Tuesday of the month. So the next next month we're going to be talking about stress and overcoming stress. So please stay tuned to see the flyer for that. And if you want any information, please stay tuned to shaunak.com slash events to get all updates on Dream Hustle Live. So thank you so much. I'll see you next month, everyone. Thank you. Bye. Bye.